This week, Matt interviews Joni Bauer from the Community Center for the Blind. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 28 for Friday, February the 19th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back, all returning listeners. If this is your first time checking out the show, thanks for stopping by. If you have comments for the show, leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, what are you looking forward to doing in Stockton this spring? My interview with Joni Bauer from the Community Center for the Blind. We're not buzzed, but are you? And how do you do your taxes? But first, a look at the news. The San Joaquin County Hospital will be forced with some tough decisions regarding its future in the coming weeks. The hospital will most likely post over $21 million in losses this year and might have to change its role as a teaching hospital, instead assuming only their charter to provide care to the underprivileged. Local student artists are being encouraged to submit their work to the Stockton Ports for a chance to be included in its Casey at the Bat tribute display. Their visual homage to the famous Casey at the Bat poem by Ernest Lawrence Thayer will be displayed at Banner Island Ballpark throughout the 2010 season. Stockton is no longer the most miserable city in America, according to Forbes.com. Cleveland takes the top spot away this year in its rankings of the 25 most miserable cities. Weather was the key factor in keeping Stockton out of first place. This has been Podcast Stockton News. So not too long ago, we were talking about snow. Do you remember that? I do. Well, it seems like it was just yesterday, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you just spent uh, you spent a very long weekend calling hockey games in an in an ice arena. So uh, sub zero temperatures. <laughs> sub zero. So um, you know, you, you come from that to uh, back home to Stockton, and we've had some beautiful weather here. Gorgeous, and I'm wearing my sweatshirt today for reasons unknown. I, maybe it was because I was like, "Oh, I'm going back to the arena today." No, I'm not. So yeah, definitely didn't need it today. Yeah, we've had we've been blessed with lots of sun and uh, great weather. Not sure how how much longer it will last. Uh, I think we have rain coming. Probably by the time you hear this podcast, it will be raining. But the uh, the great weather's got me thinking. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming on, uh, you know, in the spring and the summer in, in the Stockton area that uh, I really look forward to. And, um, you know, I kind of forget in the, the doldrums of winter about uh, all, all the great outdoor events. But uh, there's a couple that uh, I'm looking forward to and was uh, curious to see what you're looking forward to, Rod. I think that the first one for me has to be the Asparagus Festival. Well, you just stole my answer. You, I knew you were going to do that, too. <laughs> totally had to steal my Stockton Thunder. No, I really... <laughs> It was. Uh, it's definitely the asparagus festival. If there's one thing that I I remembered as a kid having fun at, and uh, and when I came back home after being gone for so long, uh, one thing that I circled that I was going to enjoy, even though some, most of the times I was working it, um, I still got a chance to sneak away every once in a while and enjoy uh, some of the the deep fried asparagus as well as uh, the tri tip sandwiches, which is always the highlight of my asparagus festival. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm looking forward to that ad infinium. And, uh, did I, do I remember right? Did you not go last year? 
I did not go last year, but so. that was more of a financial decision than it was a uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go decision. Uh, it's, that's too bad that it was a financial decision because I, I, there's actually, um, I, I knew about this uh, this podcast that was actually giving away tickets. And the sad thing is that, you know, at the time, <laughs> I don't think I was listening to this podcast <laughs> and uh, I, I should be hung for it, that. It, it was, it was uh, shortly after podcast talking started, but uh, I did get to give away tickets. In fact, I do remember I gave tickets to... Um, Piranha Shauna and um, I think to um, Fred Hagley, if I remember right. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely try to give away more tickets this year. And uh, I agree. I, I have said before, I've been to nearly every one of them. Um, went to the first 10 straight before I think I took a couple year break, but love it in the downtown area. I've only recently discovered that I like deep fried asparagus. And of course the tri-tip sandwiches are great, but uh in addition to that, I'm looking forward to July already. I already have that date circled for the, um, the I think it's the Way Out West Barbecue Competition. Yeah. If I don't get to judge in that, I cry foul. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that uh, I can get hooked up with that. That was, a, that was an awesome event last year. I'd never been to a competitive barbecuing event. Um, there are some local um, competitive barbecuers here. In fact, I uh, may try to uh, maybe try to get one of them on the show, but... Um, that that was the, one of my favorite new events in Stockton. That's uh, the Fourth of July weekend, I believe. But um, did you go last year? I did not get a chance to because, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Last year, I had my head in the sand. I I was planning to do all this stuff and just never actually did it. See, that's the problem with me. I was I was so busy in the in the books trying to get things started that I just never actually got out and did anything. Um, but I am looking forward to that this year because two reasons. One, I was in the South for for a few years. And if there's one thing that those Southerners are absolutely the most proud people in the world about their barbecue. And as, as you know, an army bandsman, we got to travel to different small towns and do parades. And one thing they would always do is feed us and feed us well. Yeah. And it was always barbecue. So um, I have had some next level barbecue in my life and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Stockton and what the Stockton barbecuers have to offer. Yep. I agree. And, and, uh, having gone last year, um, I can tell you that this year, um, I hope they don't run out of food last year. They ran out of food, but I think they did because they didn't expect to have that many, um, uh, that, that many people participate. It's top notch barbecue. How can you not expect to have that many? Well, of course it's, you know, it, people are, are underestimating Stockton. See, yep. we got some good pallets out here. Yeah, so the uh, so the last thing that I'll say that I'm really looking forward to, and these are obviously not in date order because they skipped around a little bit, but I'm looking forward to May 8th, Saturday, May 8th, 2010, as I as I shield my calendar from you. Do you have any idea what May 8th is? Because you have plans May 8th. May 8th, 2010, right? Yeah, do you know that Saturday what you're doing? Um, well, f it's not the trivia. I'm putting you on the spot. You really are. Boy, you're putting me on blast today. All right, I'll tell um, you. What am I doing on, on May 8th? <laughs> we signed up to play the Stockton Stingrays. Yeah, we did. I knew we did. See, it was during my Twitter absence that all this happened. So <laughs> I, I wasn't in, inundated with it. But yes, we did. We, we get to play the, the Stockton Stingrays. Yeah, so we are we are putting a team together. Um, I did this last year. Um, put a team together of um, some friends and family members. It was a blast. Um, hung out a lot with the Stingrays last year. And um, uh, got our butts kicked resoundingly from um, the uh, from the Stingray. So this year, I'm very much looking forward to uh, perhaps I don't want to call it a rematch because I can't imagine that uh, 
that I'll be able to put a team together that could beat the Stockton Stingers at their first team at the first game. But I don't think I don't think I told you this, Rod, but you know, when we signed up for that game, Jennifer said, pick one of these days and and you know, that's the day you'll play us. And boy, I threw a date out there and I'll be darned if I didn't pick the very first game of the season. So I don't know if that's good for us or I don't know if that's bad for us. But um, be that as it may, we are looking for additional players to play on our blind baseball team on uh, Saturday, May 8th. Yeah. And you know, I've played with these guys uh, several times before and they are no joke. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't think a team I've ever been on has beaten those guys. And I've only been up to bat that I've hit it uh, w- once, fair, and scored. Uh, that's it. That's one more than me. That's one more. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because it's always such a great time to be out there playing. But speaking of sports, um, I'm amped about the start of the Stockton Trojan season. So tell me about the Stockton Trojans. We well, talked before about it, but I uh, have not talked about it online much. Um, the Stockton Trojans are a semi-pro football team that uh, that play at St. Mary's. They play their home games at St. Mary's high school. And uh, man, these guys are, you know, when you start playing for love of the game, it's always so much more fun uh, for me to watch these because, you know, these guys love to play the game. None of them really do go much farther than this. And uh, they absolutely love to play the game of football. And they're joining a brand new league. This is after a year that they took off. Uh, Coach Santini, Marty Santini is just fired up about this league. He's fired up about this team. And uh, March 6th is the first day they actually uh, are taking the field uh, for the regular season. And I'm going to be lucky enough to be able to call their home games this season again. So, again, I'm looking forward to football on Sunday again. And it looks like their first home game is in uh, April 3rd, right? Yes, April 3rd. That that game in March is in Pinole if you want to make the the drive out. But uh, I'll have to check that out because I have not not seen – I have not – seen any of these i'm not familiar with this league i didn't hear about them until uh, last year when you um introduced me to uh to coach santini so hopefully uh hopefully we'll get him on the show absolutely and those like i said if you guys want to check them out stockingtrojans.com we'll put it in the, in the show notes but that's another good thing to look forward to uh when the weather gets better yeah so what did we miss i'm sure there are some uh, some great traditions and great events um looking that you can look forward to in the next uh, several months and we have great weather great northern california weather um let us know. Give us a call at uh, 209-565-3229 or send your thoughts to mail at podcaststockton.com. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast Stockton Sports Update for episode number 28. Here's what's going on this week in Stockton Sports. After beating the Ontario Reign 5-0 on Friday and 3-2 on Saturday, the Stockton Thunder will take on the division-leading Bakersfield Condors Friday and Saturday the 19th and the 20th in Bakersfield. The Thunder trail the Condors by six points in the Pacific Division of the ECHL. With college basketball in Stockton starting to wind down, that can only mean one thing. Baseball is just around the corner. Coming off of an appearance in the state championship game, Delta Mustangs baseball looks ready for another great season. And let's head over to the voice of Mustangs baseball, Tom Dempsey, for a report on the Mustangs. 
Thanks, Lowell. This coming Friday afternoon, the Delta Mustangs host the Butte College Roadrunners at 2 p.m. at Nick Cicchetti Field on the campus of San Joaquin Delta College. It is the middle game of a three-game home-and-home series with the Roadrunners. The other two games will be played up in Butte. The 3-3 three three Mustangs coming off of a 2009 season that sent them to the state championship for the first time in 50 years. They came home with the Northern California title. They'll be taking on a Butte squad that currently sits at 5-3. and three. The Mustangs are a very young team comprised of mostly freshmen this season. A good, strong pitching staff. Not a lot of pop, but good hitters for average. With two players hitting above 500 on the season, Kyle Hassana with a 571 average, and Ryan Skordianke hitting at an even 500. Hop on by Nick Cicchetti Field, where the admission is always free. Back to you, Lowell. Thank you, Tom and the UOP baseball team. They'll have their home opener this Friday, February 19th against the University of San Francisco. That is your sports update right here on Podcast Stockton. More with Matt and Rod right now. Hi, this is Kristen Onima, Membership Marketing Coordinator of the Hagen Museum, and you are listening to Podcast Stockton. Oh yes, Podcast Stockton listeners, it's that time again, time for me, John Remington, to bring you the ads of the week. This week on ClausalGoodies.com, we have a rare Goldsman Masonic ring for sale, male Chihuahua puppies, and a solar-powered battery charger. Find all these great ads and many more on ClausalGoodies.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Hey, this month, we'd like to bring a challenge your way. Please help us reach 1,000 ads by March 15th by posting whatever you can on ClausalGoodies.com. Thank you for using our website, and thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I am joined live today in the Outback Studios by Joni Bauer, the Orientation and Mobility Specialist at the Community Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Joni, thanks for coming on the podcast, Stockton. Well, thank you for having me, Matt. That's a uh, that, that, that's a long title. What exactly is a uh, Orientation and Mobility Specialist? Well, an Orientation and Mobility Specialist is someone who teaches people who are blind and visually impaired to use their remaining senses to familiarize themselves in environments and then travel through the environments using some sort of mobility aid, be it a long cane, some sort of visual aid, a dog guide, um, any number of things. And in particular, I teach folks to use a long cane. Well, so how did you get in, involved uh, in, in this line of work? Okay. Um, well, I actually thought that, that people who are blind were born with canes in their hands <laughs> and uh, came to find out that wasn't the case. When I was in college, I was doing a paper on voluntary organizations, of all things, and living in Southern California, I contacted what was then the Foundation for the Junior Blind, Interviewed the executive director there, and uh, I don't know, maybe I made an impression because a week later he called and uh, offered me a position as a residential counselor working with blind adults. And uh, that's when I discovered the field of orientation and mobility. So the uh, clients and the staff there were very gracious and would let me go out on orientation and mobility lessons, and uh, the rest is history. So how, how do you go about teaching someone who's never used a cane? Because I'm assuming that in some cases these are young adults or adults that have never used a mobility device. But is that true? Correct. So how, how, do you, how do you go about teaching someone how to use a cane? Because it doesn't seem to be a, 
um, something that comes natural to, to everybody. It's definitely not a natural thing. And the greatest challenge is, especially if someone was a visual learner, to uh, use their remaining senses, develop their remaining senses, um, you know, aside from aside from vision, to uh, to discover the environment. Um, using the cane is actually fairly mechanical. Um, some folks find it very awkward at first, and it's just a matter of of really getting used to it and practicing. So uh, for some, it's it's a greater challenge than for others. But uh, you know, for the most part, if if somebody has has real difficulties, you know, we adapt techniques. Everybody's an individual. Everybody is different. So um, it it just depends on the individual. You know. So and, do you have do you have people and, that that come um that come to the blind center in Stockton and they they didn't know that you existed or they need assistance. Or how do they get referred to you? Or how do you find out about them to reach out? We actually receive referrals from the medical community, family, and friends of of individuals who are who are blind and visually impaired. Sometimes we even get self referrals. One of our major sources is the State Department of Rehabilitation, and we work very closely with the State Department of Rehabilitation to uh, provide rehab services to uh, folks who have lost their vision. So would it be safe to assume that then most of your clients are not, um, they're not born visually impaired, but they, something happens and they become blind or visually impaired? C- correct. And, and those folks we refer to as adventitiously blinded, meaning they were able to see for some time and then for whatever reason lost some or all of their vision. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, here on the show and some of our listeners are, uh, we're big fans of the Stockton Stingrays. <laughs> Um, so when you're talking about the mechanics of using a cane, um, as an example, I I can't help but think some of these, some of these, uh, folks actually swing a bat pretty well. Do you, do you get into any of that mechanics of, of how, how do they do things like swing a baseball bat? Well, not necessarily (laughs) swinging a baseball bat, but a lot of that has to do with, with sound localization and being able to to actually pinpoint from where the sound is coming and that's that's a major factor in beat baseball and that's actually a pretty major factor in orientation and mobility as well. Yeah, so ha- have you yourself ever uh, ever suited up and played a little beat ball? No, I haven't. But when I was in graduate school, part of the part of the program was donning a blindfold and going through the entire process of learning cane travel. I went to school at Cal State Los Angeles, so uh, I knew every parking meter in downtown Los Angeles. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. You, you talked a moment ago about about mm-hmm. using other senses like hearing, and and I'll tell you when it when it really hit me that um, some of the folks that, that play. Um, um, baseball on the Stingrays team, that their hearing is amazing. And, and um, proof of that is to watch um, Husani Hill mm-hmm. on the field and the ball goes by him, you know, real fast and, and he knows right where it is. I mean, he can hear that ball. He's blindfolded. There's no way he can see, even if people think he can see, um, he's completely blindfolded. He can hear that ball and he knows right where it is. And I'm out there. I can't, I mean, I can hear it, but I have no idea where it is. So do, do, um, the people that either become blind or, or they're born blind, I'm assuming their other senses are heightened. Is that true? They're developed. They don't automatically um, become keener. They they have to be developed, and uh, that's through that's through training and uh, through practice using them. So sense of smell, um, tactile sense, um, 
auditory especially. And it's also interesting if somebody before they lost their vision was an auditory learner to begin with, it's uh, maybe easier for them to uh, cue into auditory sounds and localized sounds than it would be for somebody who is a more visual learner. Okay. So I, I assume that you enjoy what you do. You seem to speak mm-hmm. passionately about it. Um, what, what is it that you like most about, about your job? Oh, gosh, definitely, definitely my students. Um, in fact, over the years, my students have certainly taught me a lot of things. Um, and again, everybody is, is different. So I certainly, I don't think I've ever, I've ever taught two people the same way. Um, the other thing I like about my job is that it, it basically, it keeps me on the road. Um, I have to learn all the, uh, all the, uh, major, the major intersections of all the, the major communities in San Joaquin County. Our service area is San Joaquin County. So, and I typically work with folks in their home communities. Great. So you have a bike ride coming up, uh, February 27th, if I remember right. Correct. Uh, the Pedaling Paths to Independence, which, as I've said a few times on the show, that is how I first discovered that Stockton had a center for the blind and visually impaired. I didn't know about it before until I rode last year's ride. Um, and that's what started the ball rolling and meeting Jennifer and the Stingrays and finding out about the center. Um, but you're, uh, you're um, coming up in a couple, just a couple more weeks to the, um, to the next ride. So what can you tell me about the uh, Pedaling Paths to Independence ride? Well, it's actually, it's, it's a beautiful ride. It starts in Linden, which I think is the cherry capital of the world. Um, and it goes through the quiet back roads of San Joaquin, Stanislaw, and Calaveras counties. So uh, we pass through Linden, Peters, Farmington, Eugene, Milton, Jenny Lind, and Belota. Um, there are two, two routes, a metric century, actually 67 miles with about 1,300 feet of elevation gain, so some nice rolling hills along Milton Road, and then a quarter century, 25 miles, pretty flat from Linden to uh, Belota and back. Um, the ride is, is uh, again, it's, it's a wonderful ride, great support. Um, the uh, San Joaquin Lions Club provides support and gear. They do a phenomenal job. The uh, fee also includes a wonderful post-ride meal catered by Da Vinci's Delicatessen and Catering in Linden. Mm-hmm. Um, Brook Falls Water Company supplies all the, the water for us. We are certainly most grateful to uh, the Farmington Fire Department for letting us use the firehouse as a, as a rest stop. And the uh, Keystone Masonic Lodge, number 161, out in Milton for letting us use their facility as our lunch stop on the Metric Century. The Stockton East Water District was most gracious in letting us use its property for, uh, the rest, for a rest stop. And uh, we will also have uh, pre-ride technical support and safety checks by the uh, Bicycle Cafe Lodi, California. Hmm. A new shop, so a brand recently, new shop uh, that just found. yeah that just opened on uh, right West West Kettleman Lane. Yes, yep. yes. So, uh, so how many riders are you expecting at this year's ride? Well, we are hoping for three hundred, and we are uh, close to halfway there. And I'm hoping that uh, this next week will be flooded with uh, registration as soon as everyone 
figures out that it's going to be a beautiful day weather-wise on the 27th. So. <laughs> you, you think some people are holding back just to wait to see I, what the weather's like? I know a lot of people are holding back. So I think especially once the 14-day the forecast comes out uh, <laughs> and says we have, we'll have we'll have good weather, at least dry ground on February 27th, then, uh, then uh, people will flood the gates. We'll be okay. So if, uh, if people want to register for this ride, which, I, like I said, I did it last year. It's a beautiful ride. It's a great addition to the, uh, the Northern Central Valley uh, Century schedule. Um, would highly recommend it. Um, if people want to do this ride, either the 25-mile or the, uh, the, the 100K route, um, they can still register online, correct? Absolutely. www.bikereg.com. That's the online registration, and there is no additional fee to register online. Or if if uh, riders prefer to mail in their registration, just visit www.communitycenterfortheblind.org. Go to our news page and download a registration form. Complete that, mail it in. Yeah, and I'll add uh, links to the sh- in the show notes to, to all the ways that you can... Uh, find out and or register for this ride so you're not uh, you're not new to cycling or um, cycling events um, this is not your first rodeo this is your second year doing this ride but uh, you've been in the cycling scene we've crossed paths a couple of times on on other rides um, uh, how, how long have you been cycling uh, actually I've been cycling five years and um, just five years and you've uh, you've done a couple double centuries so for uh, those of you that aren't aren't familiar the 200 miles in a day kind of ride i've ridden let's see i think last count was 28 completed 28 wow and, and do you have a uh, favorite uh, a favorite double century do i have a favorite double century i truly enjoy the uh, central coast double century and the uh, knoxville fall classic double century which starts in vacaville and goes up around lake berryessa mm. Um, to Clear Lake around and, and back. That truly is a beautiful ride. Wow. Wow, very, uh, uh, I, I can't imagine, I ride centuries, but I can't imagine the next level of doing a, doing a double. Some, someday someday I, I will get there. But if I'm, you've only been riding for f- uh, five years, which is about how long I've been riding, and I need to step up my game a little. <laughs> so you have, uh, you have more people riding this year in the pedaling paths than you did last year? What's oh, registration is already up by about 40%, so we're real pleased, very pleased. Yeah, and, it, it, and I think it is the first one in, in um, Northern Central Valley, South Sacramento area. It's, it is the first one of the year, correct? It is correct, and, and we're promoting it as a preseason metric century. That's great. Like I said, if you want to... Get your uh, if you have some aggressive cycling goals this year. Um, later in the year, start off by uh, by checking out the pedaling paths to uh, to Independence Ride starting in Linden on February twenty seventh. Um, I'm not riding it this year. I've I've spent a little too much time off the bike, um, but more so I, I want to. Um, I rode it last year, and I like I'm going to be working the entire day out there volunteering. And where, where is it that you're putting me uh, as a volunteer that day? You will be at the Belota Intake Facility on, <laughs> <laughs> on yeah, East Shelton me. Road. <laughs> on East Shelton Road, right at Escalon Belota Road. And you will, you will see all of the riders because that, that spot is the uh, rest stop and turnaround for the quarter century. And it's also the last rest stop uh, for the metric century before everybody heads back. Great. I, uh, I love riding centuries and I've, I've learned that, uh, in addition to riding centuries, I love, I love working them and, 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 you know, 
cyclists are, are happy people. And no, <laughs> no matter what, no matter what the people, the rest of the population thinks about us, we're happy people. And, you know, spending a day, um, you know, hanging out with people that are, are out on their bikes because they want to be. And uh, in this case, supporting a, a great cause. It's, it's just a it's a great way to spend a day. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Even though I won't be on my bike, I'm looking forward to this. But you'll ride. be there. That's the important I, thing. I will be there. And um, I do remember last year that there were a couple of... Um, of uh, clients from the from the um, community center actually out on tandems. Do you do you plan on that this year as well? We certainly do. And four of my buddies, cycling buddies from the Sacramento Wheelmen, have graciously offered to bring their tandems and serve as pilots on their on their tandems and uh, have blind stokers. That, that, that is awesome. Um, when I first heard last year um, at, at the ride, at the, at the registration, there was somebody um, there was somebody that was there and, and they were dressed as if they would be riding, but it was apparent that they were blind. They had a cane. And um, my partner and I struck up a conversation w- with him and, and uh, my friend asked, I'm assuming you're the stoker, right? And um, which is the person in the back. And uh, there was a quite a chuckle when they said, "No, they're actually gonna they're gonna be in the front." But obviously, it was a joke. But um, had a, I had a good time with it. That was the first time I had seen a blind person on a tandem before. But it must be an amazing experience because um, if they've been blind their whole lives, they've certainly probably never been on a bicycle. So I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Um, great. So uh, now for the final four questions that everybody gets for coming on to podcast, Stockton. I should keep saying I need to come up with a better name for it than the final four because that's already used by somebody. Uh, first, how, how long have you been in Stockton? I've been in Stockton 34 years. I'm actually a transplant from Southern California. Okay, 34 years, seen lots of changes in uh, I in, certainly in have. Um, and, and as I like to say, you, see, you can measure your time in Stockton by how many restaurants come and go. So <laughs> lots, lots, lots of restaurants have uh, done well here, and then lots of restaurants have done well and then left us, so... Um, so what do you, what do you like about Stockton, Joni? Oh gosh, there's a lot to like about Stockton. Um, when I first moved here, it was very interesting because I came from a very large city, large urban area. And 34 years ago, Stockton was not exactly a large urban area. So (laughs) certainly, certainly a lot of growth, but, uh, I've met, you know, a lot of wonderful people over the year. And I think it's just a real real sense of community and people really do step up to the plate um you know when duty calls and and i've found that out especially with recruiting volunteers for different events you know people do they step up to the plate i've worked a lot with with a united way of san joaquin county over the years and people step up to the plate when you need them so good so do you have a favorite stockton memory do i have a favorite stockton memory actually i do um Probably more than 34 years ago, my first visit to Stockton was actually not too far from the Linden area. My uh, college roommate's family had uh, orchards in uh, in the Sto- in Stockton, Stockton Linden area, and uh, I was just amazed by <laughs> all of the fruit and the nuts on the trees. And I just remember walking through the orchards, and it was just so peaceful and so beautiful. And that's something I had really never experienced living in Los Angeles. Right? Yeah, different, uh, completely different feel when completely. you have open land with orchards. Absolutely. Wow. So, what do you like to do for fun in Stockton? Ride my bicycle. <laughs> so, uh, did you have do you have favorite roads or favorite routes through town? 
actually, I, I really don't ride a lot through town, but uh, just just north and, and east, the back roads are really beautiful um, and uh, not too heavily trafficked. So, um, Yeah, I've uh, a couple of years ago, I came up with the idea. I haven't done it, probably never will, but the idea of riding every street in Stockton. Oh, that's a great um, idea. <laughs> you know, have a have GPS on my phone so I can track what street I've been on, but um, just to see how long it would take to actually ride on every road. And and when I first came up with that idea, I decided to leave my house one day um, without my bike computer, without um, GPS on, and just I turned at every opportunity for a turn. So there was a lot of you know short short straightaways, but I got into neighborhoods that I didn't even know existed. I mean, every time I got to a stoplight, stop sign, um, a four-way stop or whatever, I, I turned. I didn't cross through any of them, and I found myself in some parts of town that I didn't even, I had never been in before, so. And you probably rode 100 miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th I actually think that there are, um, that there is, there is a 100-mile ride in, inside of Stockton. I, I haven't found it yet, but, uh, I've I've been close, you know, even on your the ride you were talking about, sixty seven miles, you're gonna touch three counties. So I wanna see if there's a way to, to do a hundred miles in and throughout Stockton. Um some someday. Maybe when I uh when I have a free weekend to um to uh, just just not worry about time and get on the bike and go. <laughs> there you go. Well Joni, thanks so much for coming onto the show. I know it's taken a little bit of time um for us to coordinate schedules and finally get together, but I appreciate your patience in that and um uh, for coming um, out to the Outback Studios and uh, and recording live with me. Um, and certainly thanks for all of the great work that you do um, with the, the Blind Center and the, the Pedaling Paths. Hope for a great a great turnout this year. And um, and uh, I'll see you out there and put me to work doing whatever, anything you want. Um, I'm not a mechanic, but I can do anything else you want me to do. But thanks for thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you, Matt, very, very much. And we certainly appreciate all of your support. We are certainly grateful. Thank you. And we hope to see everybody out there at Pedaling Paths to Independence on February 27th. So we tweet, we blog, we podcast, we Facebook status, we friend people. Um, now get YouTube and Flickr. YouTube, we Flickr, we, you know, we do it all, right? There's that, a dirty joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to tell it. Probably. I, <laughs> I could think of about a million of them. But so between Matt and I, we, we do uh, just about everything on the social media platform. And now Google decides they want to throw another one at us. So um, I got to ask, Matt, are you buzzing yet? Uh, No. Yeah, I didn't think so. And, and you know, now I'm I'm... My approach now to new social media is I, I'm all about the land grab first. If there's a new site that comes out, I want to register my name or at least podcast Stockton on it in case it in case it actually is cool and I'll actually use it. Um, but Google Buzz, I don't I don't get it. I have Gmail, but I'm not a big Gmail fan. I, I use it for Google Voice really, and that's it. Well, but you don't even really use Gmail for Google Voice. It's a whole separate entity. It's yeah, not like it you gets, can check. It gets emailed to my Google Voice. That is my one Gmail. thing. That is one thing. But then there's people like myself who I use a client. I use Outlook to check my Gmail because I have multiple Gmail accounts. I have two or three that, that I check and I, I use Outlook. So I don't ever really log on to the website gmail.com to check my, my email. Um, so I miss out on the buzz. So, so I've tried it. 
I tried looking at it once, but since I don't have any contacts loaded in my Gmail, um, it didn't seem to work. But give me the give me the Reader's Digest version of what the heck Buzz is. It's it's uh, Facebook Lite. Um, it's supposed to be better than Twitter because you can you can have more than 140 characters and better than uh, characters, not characters, uh, characters. And it's better than Facebook because you're not bombarded by application invites. So basically, it's just another it's just another another tool that uh, you use to blast out your thoughts. But you're right. I mean, if you don't have Google contacts in your in your email then it doesn't do you any good. I don't have contacts saved. Um, you know, most of the stuff that I do anymore, when you type, start typing the first four or five letters of a, of a, uh, Facebook or a Facebook, a email address, it comes up automatically. So I don't need contact save. Yeah. And I, I use a client for mail as well. I'm on a Mac, so I just use the mail.app, but I, I do have my contacts saved. They're all in my, my address book. And they all sync to the cloud and they sync to all of our computers in the house and to my iPhone and my wife's iPhone. And so I haven't, you know, I know you could do the same thing with some of the Google stuff, but I just, I don't use it. So it seems like if I'm going to get value out of Buzz, that I have to move all my stuff to the Google cloud, which I don't want to do that. I mean, it just seems like a whole, a whole new thing. Plus, you know, the, the interesting thing about Buzz is I caught a bunch of headlines over the weekend that just said, and I tell you, I didn't read any of the articles, but the all the headlines said why Facebook is afraid of Buzz, why Twitter is afraid of Buzz, why how Buzz is going to revolutionize social media, and I, I just, I, I don't see it. I, to me, it doesn't have the cool factor of it doesn't have the cool factor of Twitter, and it doesn't have the um, connectability, right? And, and it doesn't have the, the the broad appeal, the mass appeal of Facebook. So, well, that's know. that's it. The the mass appeal is 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 key. Because not everybody's using Gmail. There's still thousands of millions of Yahoo accounts out there. There's still, you know, there's every people that use their own website addresses as their email. You know, it, it, Gmail, as ubiquitous as it is, still isn't as popular as Facebook when it comes to connectivity because it's not easy to connect with Google Buzz. They say, oh, it's easy. Just have your Gmail account. Well, you know, what if your friend doesn't have Gmail? What if you're well, right? Exactly. You I know, didn't even think about that. Yeah. So what? What if that happens? It's not like you can, you know, uh, find your friend and then invite them to Gmail. Then that's one more email address that they have to worry about having, and it's one more, you know, thing they have to worry about doing. And and Facebook, you don't. It's not an anchored point. You know, you don't have to have sign up for another email address to check. It's it's your Facebook page. They say yeah. you could put pictures on Buzz. I haven't seen where. I mean, you probably can, but. Why would you? Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I don't really like about Gmail, and I don't know if this is true or not, but you may know because you have multiple accounts. It, when I'm logged into Gmail, if I want to check a different Gmail, I have to log out of Gmail and back into another Gmail, right? Yeah, you still have On to the do web. that. Sure. Yeah. yeah so. and, that's, and that's the thing. If you have multiple uh, personalities like, you know, several of us do, Matt and I have about six different personalities, put them together and you can build a whole baseball team. But, <laughs> you know, if I'm bouncing back and forth and if I'm on Buzz as Rod's Rants, then I have to do, you know, almost like the Twitter online. You know, I if you, unless I have a client like TweetDeck, I have to log out every time and then log back in as somebody else and then log back in again. Um, but there are applications on Chrome that are starting to make that a little bit easier, but you still have to log out and log back in. So, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm not good on the buzz whole thing. Yeah, me either. So uh, the next one that's we've been hearing a lot lately is Foursquare. 
I can't use Foursquare. Because you don't have a phone. Absolutely. I thought you could check in from the web. That doesn't make any sense that you have to use a phone. Well, but the limited uh, the, the um, limited amount of stuff that I know about Foursquare says it's about location-based. So it's about, you know, I'm right here right now. I am now the mayor of Taco Bell. <laughs> I saw when somebody um, tweeted that last night. But uh, to me, it seems you have to have a mobile. And I, I don't have it. I haven't tried it. Um I don't know anything about it. So, so okay, so so in my in my research that's exactly it. It it uses GPS to track your location and then I think what it's supposed to do and I think what its intentions were were to get people out and to get people uh you know out and about and and proud to be where they were or as a game, you know, like okay, well, I'm at the Outback Studio you know, I'm the mayor of Outback Studio because I've been here, you know. You were the first one here. Is that how you do that? Yeah. Or or I was the first one here or I've been here the most. No, the mayor is the person that's been there the most. Oh. So that's that's how you earn mayor. Um, and then you're unlocking badges for being different places. So, you know, I there was one guy who was the mayor of his couch, I think he said. So, but <laughs> what really bugs me about Foursquare is like I said, look, I right now I don't have a cell phone with me. And so if I wanted to, like, let's say, because I was at Shark's Ice this weekend, okay, I wanted to check in. I, I don't think it's fair to to allow or to not allow people to check in if they don't have, because I was there. So, well, okay, let me play devil's advocate. I hate that term, but still, devil's advocate. What prevents you from going home and saying, oh, I was at um the Eiffel Tower today? No, oh, nothing. Know? Yeah, I mean, nothing. if you're not on, I mean... If you don't have some kind of connectivity at the place, you can't verify. Yeah. Well, so. unless like IP driven or something, I don't know. It, it, but that would take a whole lot of. Yeah. yeah. And you have to, you mean you have to have the computer there. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But I, you know, maybe, maybe I'll check it out. But I, um, I, I like the idea from what you say about getting out and kind of, you know, marking your territory, <laughs> marking where you've been in It's town. a lot cleaner than, you know, the traditional way of marking your territory. <laughs> True. So uh, I, I'm jury still out for that on me, but may, maybe I'll try. They have a free sign up for free, um, and I, I see a, a lot of the uh, Stockton Twitterazzi on there. Um, the next one's Formspring. Oh wait, can we go right back to to this oh, one oh, thing real quick? Yeah, yeah. I, I was reading something today, which is a, a tweet that I saw about uh, people that are using those type of GPS tracks. It says pleaserobme.com is the name of the website. So people that are checking in, their whole thing was like. Look, if you're not, if you're broadcasting where you're at, one place you're definitely not is home. So these people that are like posting where they're at, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and they're aggregating them, trying to tell people, okay, look, these people aren't home. Wow. It's, a, it's supposed to raise awareness, but come on, that's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Wow. So, okay. I, I just wanted to drop that well, in because it just reminded me. Yeah. Of and actually, by the way, we, we actually haven't mentioned yet, so we should mention here. Welcome back to Twitter. Oh, thank you very much. You were off for a couple of weeks. So, yes, uh, yes, I did. I cleared um, my head, came uh, came back firing. Yep. So uh, I, I forget that, you know, because I still saw you and talked to you the same, but uh, the rest of the world is not. So you are back live. Uh, welcome back to the to Twitterazzi. Thank you. Thank you. So Formspring, you and I are both on Formspring. Now, as of yesterday, I'm officially a Formspringer. So uh, what, what what's your impression? I'm having a ball. I, I love it. I, I've only had but maybe six questions so far, but they've been pretty fun questions. And Yeah, know. so Formspring seems to be a, a site. It's formspring.me, and it's a place where uh, people can ask you anonymous questions. 
And, um, or they can man up to their questions too, if they really want. Yeah, true, true. And, um, you can connect it to your Facebook, connect it to your Twitter. I started seeing a couple weeks ago, people have, um, you know, ask me anything and I didn't, didn't get it, but I signed up for an account. Um, only one person asked me a question. I'm pretty sure it was my brother. <laughs> um, but nobody else has asked me anything. Um, but I'm at formspring.me um, slash podcast Stockton. And I'm formspring.me slash Rod's Rants. Um, the other thing is, is going back to the Google Buzz thing, I don't want to sign up for any new social media that I can't, I can't just, I can't have a web address that says I'm at something dash some uh, dot something slash podcast Stockton. So Google Buzz, I have to give them my Gmail address and then I don't want to. I don't want to have, you know, maybe I don't want to have everybody have my email address. So Yeah, your personal email address. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So um, uh, I, I, I only had one question and mine, um, uh, my question was not that interesting, but you did, you did have one question. Um, uh, so if people want to find out what you think about mainstream media and if it's ruined all credibility to certain things, then you have, you've answered that. But you've also answered, um, what is your social security number? That was my favorite question ever. <laughs> that was me. You didn't know that was me. I didn't know today. that was you because it was anonymous. But, but I tell you, I laughed so hard when I when I read that question that uh, and I and I enjoyed answering it too. So I, I actually did a screenshot when I did the when I did it to show you that I actually was the one that asked that. So, and I see it now. Good job. Um, so if you have any questions you want to ask us anonymously, you can also go to formspring.me. Um, either Rod's Rants or Podcast Stockton and and, uh, and ask away. So um, you see any other new social media stuff coming up on the horizon? Uh, just what we covered pretty much. I mean, I think I think we pretty much hit all the ones that we were going to talk about. It. But I, I'm always curious as to, you know, what really is the next big thing? Because you, got, you think about it a few years ago, it was it was blogging. Then it was podcasting. Then it was vlogging. MySpace and yeah, then MySpace. Remember MySpace? MySpaces. My what? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've logged onto that for a good month and a half now. But yeah, I, all the all the friends that I've had on there have pretty much migrated to to Facebook anyway. So I haven't dropped off in anything. The only thing I lost in MySpace was the the cool Jimmy Johnson background that I used to have. <laughs> that was it. And I remember how cool that was, right? I mean, when MySpace was there, I was like, dude, this is really MySpace. You know, I had Jimmy Johnson. I had my my pictures, that survey that I had about me that I took that I put on there, and uh, now it's now it's all gone. Well, well, I will I will tell you that the thing that I hated about MySpace, it's not so much a problem anymore. And this is when I knew MySpace was on the decline. So every few weeks or so, I log on to my analytics for my other blog, and I and I like to see what the most um, uh, the most downloaded file or the most viewed file is. And every once in a while, I would I would skyrocket. There would be a you know four or 5,000 hits on a single image in a month. And this isn't, an, you know, this is just one random image. And then I discovered what it was. Um, they were all my beach shots. I took pictures of beaches. And what they were is they were, there was a couple of, you know, my you know, MySpace, free MySpace backgrounds kind of sites. And they were swiping my image, not even swiping the image because I wouldn't have known it if they just stole it. But they were actually linking to my image. So every time somebody went to one of these MySpace pages that had their backgrounds, it would pull my image from my server and pop it up. So oh, thankfully yeah. I have near unlimited bandwidth. Um, but uh, every time that would happen, well, you know what I would do? I would go and I, would, I wouldn't I would delete the picture. I would put up a new picture that says, um, hey, you stole my background image and uh, you know, stop using my background image. 
And then I would save that as the original file. So then when you went back to the MySpace page, it just had a big white thing that said, hey, you stole my background image. Awesome. See, never cross a computer, uh, a guy who knows about computers. Yeah. So that's I never liked MySpace and I never had a page. So so what kind of things are you, are you looking forward to? What do you think is going to be the next? Uh, what do they call it? Twitter killer or Facebook killer? <laughs> Twitter killer. There you go. Every time somebody says, um, you know, like an iPhone killer, I always remember about all those things that were supposed to be iPod killers. Hmm. Oh, you remember the Microsoft Zune? Yeah. No. Yeah. Although now, now I was just reading something about that where um, they're, they're, it's a Zune phone. So we'll see oh, how that new, is. Uh, the new Windows 7 mobile yes. is going to have some Xbox and Zune features. Yes, so. that's, uh, that's going to yeah. be crazy. I guarantee it'll be lame. Yep. So yeah, so we, we want to know what your... Uh, what new social media stuff you're you're looking at? Uh, give us a call or send us an email. So uh, it's tax season. Two things are certain: death and taxes. Right? Yes. So are you excited about tax season? Woohoo! Yeah, I, I'm yeah. geeked. I got my uh, calculator, my pencil, and uh, my ruler. Um, I'm ready to go. <laughs> So uh, last week we uh, we asked the question, how do you do your taxes? So Rod, how do you how do you do your taxes? Uh, I'm of the new school way. Uh, I will do it online, and uh, there's a lot of free websites that let you do your your federal. And uh, nine times out of ten, you know they only charge you about nine dollars for your state. So, but then again, I mean, since I started working back in 1994, my taxes have never been more difficult than a uh, a 1040 with a kid and that's just recently so um you know i i can do mine online now wow back back when i was first started in the army it was still straight old school take the 1040 easy uh form out of the the post office uh plug the numbers and then send it in and wait about six years before my refund got back yeah i remember walking through that 1040 easy in high school and then never used it um, but you know what? I, I don't know. I, I'm not old school, but I'm certainly not new school because the last several years, my wife and I have used an accountant, um, a couple of different accountants, actually three different accountants. Cause the first one we started using maybe 10 years ago and then he retired shortly thereafter. Um, and, uh, I just like the idea of bringing somebody all of my stuff and saying, here, do it. And then I sit down with him for a couple hours and, you know, asks questions and he types things into a computer. And then, you know, the next day usually we'll come back and sign a piece of paper. And then we either get a refund in a couple weeks or a few weeks or the, or if we owe, which sometimes we owe, then he just gives us, you know, gives us our return and we can mail it with a check on April 15th. So um, we, we've done that, like I said, for 10 years or so. And I don't think we have that complex of a return, but you know, it's, it's more than I want to spend time trying to figure out. I don't know nothing about tax law. And I, I like that, you know, going to, going to an accountant means that, you know, if there's any mistakes that that person will, will help me in, you know, if I'm audited. So, um, but I've never gotten into the software. I've just, I don't know. I've, I've always thought, ah, oh, it's too complicated, but you know, um, oh, I said that we had three accountants and our, the person we've had doing the last couple of years, um, he retired. Yeah, yeah. So you had a good string so of luck there. Huh? It's it's mid it's you know mid February and 
we still, you know, I, I think we're, my wife and I finally decided we're just going to try, we're going to try a TurboTax. What the heck? We've never done it before. Can't be that difficult, you know, otherwise they wouldn't sell as many, I guess. But I guess we're going to try the 2.0 way. See, I'm, I'm the still, I think I'd be the same way as you though. I mean, if, if my, if my tax return had anything more to do than it does, um, it's already complicated as it is. I don't understand. I say 95% of tax law. I don't, I, I would love to teach myself about it. I would love to be involved in, in actually knowing why deductions are the way they are. I would like to itemize deductions. I would like to figure out if, if I can itemize deductions, but it just seems like such a daunting task that it's one that I don't even, you know, I'm like, look, if I get a couple hundred dollars back, I'm cool. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, look, that's just money that I wouldn't have had anyways uh, in March. Yeah. And they even tell you, because I remember in the years that I was in the army, I used to take my my uh, w, uh, W-2s. Yeah, W-2. W-2. I used to take my W-2s down to the uh, volunteer tax people, which is just all it was was soldiers who got about a week and a half's worth of training on tax laws or whatever. <laughs> and, and of course, for 1040 EZ, you don't even need that, you know, right. but the, the, the good part about it is that you could hand them everything and they'd send it away for you. You wouldn't even have to worry about sending it away. They'd fill it all out in front of you, tell you what your, ref- your refund was and send it off. But, you know, then I didn't have to worry about it. Like you, you know, I'd like hand my stuff off and say, here, you know, you deal with it. Cause I don't want to. Yeah. But if I had, if I had a really difficult one, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'd be more comfortable with somebody who knew what was going on than me trying to fumble through TurboTax and getting it wrong. Yeah. So we did, we uh, put the uh, question out to our listeners, got some responses. Alex um, on Twitter said he's been using TurboTax the last few years. He says it's easier and cheaper than H&R Block. So um, there's uh, there's one uh, w- one vote for, um, for TurboTax. Um, we also got some responses on Facebook. Uh, Julie actually says that the, she does software every year. It's fast and easy. So uh, there's one vote for software. I'm not sure if it's TurboTax. I'm not sure how much other software is out there. So, All right, agreed. I I I only knew of Turbo of TurboTax. Um, uh, Tim says TurboTax. He says he's been using it for years and saves a lot of time. So uh, there's a third vote for. Um, for TurboTax. They must really walk you through situations on TurboTax and hold your hand because, you know, I don't know. I don't know of a software that could, like, read my mind, but it must. Uh, but uh, Mr. J. Michael says that uh, he's been going with an accountant. Uh, he'll be going with an accountant for the first time this year. Uh, his life's getting a little too complicated, and he's tired of seeing his poor wife stay up late fiddling with TurboTax. So <laughs> there's an anti-TurboTax. There you go. Um uh, David McKeever says uh, says uh, CPA. So there's one more for uh, old school for semi old school, not necessarily filling out uh, papers yourself. And uh, our second Tim says uh, software. So again, probably TurboTax is the way he's going. Yeah, definitely. Um, also got some voicemail, so let's check those. Hey Matt, hey Ron, it's Mike. Uh, just episode twenty-seven. Great job. But of taxes, so um, I've always done my taxes on TurboTax. This year, I actually walked into uh, an actual establishment to have somebody do them, but just kind of walked in and turned around and walked right out. Went back home and downloaded TurboTax, but um, actually met up with some folks from TurboTax on Twitter at Team TurboTax, 
um, sent them a direct message. They reached right back out to me, and they worked with me for quite a long time and uh, helped me through a couple of my really challenging tax questions. So big props to them. I think they have a customer for life in me. So I'm definitely on the TurboTax wagon. All right, guys. Great show. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hi, guys. This is Gabriel from the podcast of The Single Malt Versus. Um, how I do my taxes, I'm actually very fortunate. Um, both my sister and my brother-in-law, um, they're both accountants. My sister, she's an accountant for Safeway in the Bay Area. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's an accountant for um, another company. Um, and actually, they, they do my taxes. Um, all I do is just take them all necessary paperwork uh, one weekend, um, I will come over the next weekend, and they will have everything ready for me. And uh, usually I'll get my, my refund or whatever back. Um, and when I, if I do get any money back, um, then usually I'll buy them dinner if I have to pay, which I actually have never had to pay. Um, but if I have a pay, I don't know exactly. Um, but, yeah, usually I'll just buy them dinner. And uh, that's it. So it's, it ends up being pretty cheap, and um, I end up spending some time with my sister and, and hanging out. And um, she doesn't, so I don't have to worry about them. So, Mike, we want to thank you and Gabe as well for your comments. Uh, as far as the taxes go and TurboTax, we got another one. So you might as well go ahead and put that big slash mark in there, Matt. Yeah, so the score came down to um, TurboTax 5 accountants. Three. Yeah, and Gabe taking it to his sister. Uh, that's that's just luck right there. That's that's sheer luck to have two, not one, but two accountants in the family. So yeah, and um, uh, Mike, I, I followed your your tax um, stories the the weekend you were doing them on, on Twitter. That was pretty cool. You did get to a, a great um, great response from them. I will say you probably got a better response than I've gotten from any accountant that I've ever had to pay to do my taxes. Incredible that they're on that like that, aren't they? Yeah. And so, uh, I, I think, uh, I think I'm sold. Um, I think, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to do TurboTax. I don't know nothing about it. Plus I know if I, if I need help, um, I know five people that I can go to <laughs> at least, right? um, you know, so all of you people, this was a trick just to find out who I can get help from when I, when I do my taxes. And also Mike, the part of your message, the first part of your message, you actually sounded like a, um, you sounded like a Cylon stuck in a uh, in a garbage disposal. So, um, had to edit out the the first part of your message. Um, we got the gist. I think it was about the handheld, right? About having the same game but two player. When we we're talking about the gadgets, we yeah. but yeah, we we didn't know what you're saying. Message has been lost to the interwebs. Yeah, it's it's up to the Google voice gods right now. Yeah. So, um, uh, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I will as the tax season is narrowing down. I will uh, have acquired my TurboTax and figured out all that stuff um, and tried it out online. Maybe even uh, maybe I'll even outsource it to my kids, you know, be a good, <laughs> be a good experiment. Just give them all of our, all of our, you know, receipts and all of our um, statements and all that stuff. And just, just let, you know, let our 16 year old daughter do our taxes. Really see how easy it is, huh? Yeah, we'll see. Well, and me, as for me, I will just continue to do it old school because this year, uh, or I, maybe not old, old school, but at least old school, do it on free tax USA. Um, because again, there's nothing that I have that, uh, really needs to be itemized. So, uh, it's quite simple and I'm good to go. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau with your Stockton Activities Guide. 
This weekend, the third annual San Joaquin International Film Festival comes back to the Stockton Empire Theater. Opening night is Friday the 19th, and the festival runs through February 27th, which shows at the Empire Theater and the State Theater in Modesto. Also, if you haven't heard, Disney on Ice is returning this weekend with Worlds of Fantasy at the Stockton Arena. They're here from Thursday all the way through on Sunday, and a lot of tickets have been sold already, so there's still seats available if you want to check that out. Basketball fans, the ESPNU Bracket Buster Game men's basketball will be Saturday, February 20th. That's at 7 p.m. at the Alex Spanos Center. And if you want to vote for your favorite restaurant, favorite place to get an appetizer, favorite place to buy a gift, check out the Best of San Joaquin list, and that's at SanJoaquinMagazine.com, and there you can vote for your favorite Stockton attractions and restaurants and stores, that kind of stuff. Make sure Stockton ends up top of this list. Go to SanJoaquinMagazine.com and, and fill that out. You can win some gift certificates, too. And lastly, if you haven't heard, the Planetarium at Delta College has been uh, open again, and once a month they do these public shows, and they have a program called Stars, and it takes you on a tour of the evening skies, showing you the bright stars, constellations, planets, and the deep sky objects visible in the sky that night. That's February uh, 19th and 20th, so this weekend, Friday and Saturday, they're going to do this once a month, but that's at the Cleaver Planetarium at Delta College. And just save the date, WWE Smackdown comes back to the Stockton Arena on March 13th. For more information, remember, go to visitstockton.org. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly email and stay on top of all the exciting activities going on in Stockton. And until next week, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, Episode 28. I'd like to thank Joni Bauer from the Community Center for the Blind. If you want to find out more about the upcoming bike ride, you can log on to bikereg.com and search Pedaling Paths. Next week, we want to know, do you watch television on your computer? If you watch television on your computer, is it still called television? I don't know. Well, do you do you check out the websites? Do you go to Hulu? Do you go to Fancast? What do you do? We want to know. Give us a call at 209-565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Viego. For links to all the things we mentioned in today's show, visit podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. Stockton.